Welcome to the Spokane Show, where I feature in-depth interviews with fascinating people while offering a fresh perspective on culture, community, and much more. I'll take you with me on deep dives into some of today's most compelling topics, and hopefully we're going to share some laughs along the way. This is a show about life, so please join me, your host, Eric Walker, for this episode of the Spokane Show. Hi, everyone. This is the Spokane Show, and I'm your host, Eric Walker, and I'm thrilled to be back after an extensive break of almost a year. How about that? It took me a year to get out of my own head to finish out this series about adoption and work up the courage, if you will, to talk about my adoption story. I I wouldn't say I struggled, but I did wrestle with whether or not I wanted to do this episode because there's some vulnerability there that I don't mind sharing it with you, but I thought to myself, well, is it worth sharing? And you know, it is because there will be somebody out there that listens to this and maybe going through the same thing. And I want you to understand and realize that you are a valued human being, regardless of what you think about yourself, what your life has been like, you're valued. I went through many years of not feeling valued. And, and that's on me. That's on the way I think, right? But a lot of it has to do with the fact I don't know. I don't know anything about me. I do now. A lot of those feelings were so raw and everything was happening all at once. So I shared with you that I talked to my biological father who denied me, who rejected me, who told me that it was not possible that he could be my father because he never had an indiscretion. I explained to him about DNA and he denied the science of DNA. Keyword is denial. Now, rightfully so, the man is in denial because this is something that's come up 55 years after the fact and he's being forced to grapple with it and but I could tell you this I was never there to hurt the man and I was never there to insert myself into his life I just wanted some type of acknowledgement I was in sales for years and one of the things a salesperson does they make these cold calls right these are like telemarketing calls that you make to somebody who isn't really expecting you to call them and then you try to give them your sales pitch without getting hung up on with, within the first 30 seconds. And so usually that call goes south. Sometimes you get a sale, but most of the times you get rejected a lot. So a salesperson has to be able to handle that type of rejection and keep making those calls. The reason why I bring this up is because I want you to imagine how it feels calling somebody for the first time and then try to explain to the stranger within 30 seconds, which feels like a lifetime before they hang up on you, that it appears that we might be biologically related. Well, that's what I did. I channeled my inner salesman. I made the first call to my biological uncle, Frank, one March morning. But then here I come into his life like a bull in a china shop on the other end of the phone, basically saying, surprise, I'm your nephew. You know, Frank is a sweet man. He's been through a lot in his life, but now he's living out his golden years in the peace that evaded him while he was a younger man. And he was shocked. And he called me back a week later and he accepted it. As we got to know each other, he even said, you know, I wish you were mine. I wish I was your dad. And I felt that peace. Regardless of his what his brother thinks, I have a man here that stepped up and said, you know, I'd be proud to call you my son. So I went to Tillamook, Oregon because Frank and his sweet wife, Pam, went to Tillamook, Oregon from Texarkana, Texas to see his, his daughter. So I thought this is a perfect opportunity to go to Tillamook, Oregon because it's a lot closer than Texarkana, Texas. So I took my daughter, my daughter and I, we went to Tillamook, Oregon, and we met Uncle Frank. And it was so fun, man. It was like I had never been with these people before, but it was like I'd been with these people all my life. There is really a connection. So on the first night, we're at his hotel room, and I took a picture of us, and I posted it on social media. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was a little passive aggressive about it because I tagged him. 
I tagged him. And then of course that got the attention of that side of the family. And by the next morning, I had heard from my biological brother. Now from here on out, I'm going to call him my brother. And I'll tell you why, because I think him and I have something that we can we can get to know each other. And that is amazing. So we ended up talking for a good hour in the car while the family was out antique shopping. And, you know, we, we uh, long story short there, we, we ended up organizing a trip to Arkansas, Hot Springs, Arkansas in June of last summer. And we met uh, my brother, James, his lovely wife, Tonya, his kids. And it was just an amazing time. I'm going to play this interview I had with him. And I want you to listen to James and I want you to listen to his perspective of what it's like finding out you have a biological relative after having spent most of your life not knowing, which is totally opposite for me. I knew I had somebody out there, but this guy, he didn't know anything. It just hit him one day. So sit back, listen to that. I'll catch you on the other end. I'm with James Sheets. Now we're talking about the impacts of adoption on people who are adopted. I come across your story. You were somebody who were living a normal life. That's right. And you discovered you had a family member out there. That's right. So how was that? How, how did that feel when you first? Well, um, probably be good to take you through the story yeah. a little bit. So uh, because I guess at first I avoided it a little bit. My niece actually performed a DNA test, a 23andMe. I guess she was curious about her family tree and where she may come from. This is my, my sister's daughter. And she got those results back. And those results told her that she had a, a great uncle. And that great uncle could have been on you know my side of the family, you know, which is her maternal side of the family, or could be on her paternal side. So she uh, reached out to me, called me up and said, hey, uh, I want you to know that there's a gentleman I came across here on 23andMe who says that it could potentially be your half brother. When she shared that, I mean, my first thought was... Not sure. I'm not so sure that's possible. You know, uh, having grown up in the family I did, it was kind of the nuclear family, traditional family, um, mom, dad, son, daughter. You know, my, my father's over 70 years old. So the idea that at 48, I would find out I had a half brother didn't really fit my perception of what my life was. But she suggested that I do the test myself, uh, to which my response was, yeah, I'll consider doing that. And immediately hung up and thought, I'm never going to do a DNA <laughs> test in my life. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the reason being is, you know, like, do you really want to go dig up some skeletons in your family that may or may not be there uh, to see what comes out of it? And, you know, just thinking about it uh, selfishly, I guess, at first. Take me back to when you decided to make that call. You you told me that you saw some activity from your, your uncle. Right. What prompted you to reach out? Well, I uh, there's, there's a few details before that I guess I should cover, which is just a few months after my niece had called me, my father actually called and he said, hey, I want you to know there's this uh, this guy that called up. He said, hey, uh, he said, I'm his father. And I just want you to know that's not possible whatsoever. I've never, uh, I can't remember the exact words, but he'd never had an indiscretion on his part, but he wanted me to be aware of it. I didn't tell him that I already had a call from my niece. And instead I said, well, dad, I wouldn't even worry about it. You know, just, just, just don't even worry about it. He's like, okay, well, I just wanted you to know. And, and that was it. You know, and I talked to my wife about it later and we, we kind of laughed about the conversation more than anything. Again, not really taking it serious, but then, Time goes on just another month or two later, and my wife sees this post on Facebook. And this post is of a guy that looks a lot like me who is with my uncle. And it says, Hey, meet my uncle. And uh, this was his, uh, his uncle Frank said, Meet my uncle Frank. At which point, my mom or my wife rather uh, started going through all of his Facebook posts as she likes to do. 
So she can do a lot of detective work on social media. And she starts calling me about four in the morning. We're not together at the time. I'm in a, you know, I'm, I'm staying in another state for work. And she starts to uh, send me text messages saying, hey, you got to give me a call. This guy's your brother. So, uh, and she was uh, pretty adamant that I had, I needed to, uh, to call out and introduce myself and, you know, meet this, this newfound brother of mine. Your wife is instrumental in prompting you to do this. As she is instrumental and prompted me to do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. What's your plan, man? What did you well, do after that? Well, that day I decided to to contact uh, the the gentleman uh, who is my half brother uh, to introduce myself. I called him up. I didn't realize it at the time, but he was actually still with my uh, uncle Frank and uh, started to text him and say, "Hey, is there a time we could talk?" To which he said, "Yeah, absolutely." Picked up the phone and called him just a few hours after that and talked to him for the very first time. Well, I can't I can't go on any further about it because I I know some more about this because folks, this happens to be my half brother. This is James. <laughs> uh, I'm his older, better looking brother. That's debatable. And, debatable. <laughs> and see, the thing about it is, is that this is one of those things I never imagined. I imagined, I imagined in my mind connecting with somebody, but I know it wasn't really possible because right. not everybody connects. Right. That day I was with Uncle Frank going antique shopping that day. <laughs> I talked to him in the car for about a half an hour and we, we decided to explore this to see what, where we're at with this. And so right now I'm in Arkansas at the, in their living room recording this. I don't know. I'm going to put them on the spot, but I like to think I found a, a new extension of my family. Yeah. hundred percent. And it really started that first phone call. I think that's where my emotions started to change a little bit. My perspective, what, what this might look like during that conversation with Eric, I realized we had a lot in common. You know, I don't know. You know, we were raised differently, raised in different paths, different environments, but somehow I saw a lot of myself and Eric and we had a similar sense of humor, which, <laughs> which was, which was actually pretty good considering yeah. the conversation we were having yeah. that we were able to uh, connect with each other, you know, via, via our senses of humor. Um, we picked up each other's sarcasm. We did very yeah. quickly. Yeah. And I don't know how long we talked that first night. I mean, it was an hour. Yeah, probably. that was a good hour. We zoomed. That was the Zoom call. Well, no, I'm talking no. about the first call. Oh, the first call. Yeah, that was I a was, good hour. Yeah. yeah, I was actually on my back porch and, uh, you know, I started to connect with you then and my mind just started to open up like, wow, this is actually really cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, so so you transition, I guess, from initially being like, this is scary. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to impact, you know, yeah. my, my family relationships and to transitioning all the way to, hey, this is actually really cool. There's yeah. someone out there who related to me who wants to know me and I want to know them. And it was really the start of, of to where we are today. Having been around you for a few days now. Because, you know, we met each other off getting off the uh, escalator. I know that an hour of your time on the phone is precious because you <laughs> you are always on the move. <laughs> it's insane. You know, that meant right there a lot to me just hearing that. Yeah. But um, no, I, uh, I, I I wanted people to know that there is a other side to this. Right. It's not just from the adopted child side, but it's also the, the, the biological family side too. Shocking. Yeah. I mean, I think if you compared, and I, I don't want to speak for you, but as I try to put myself in your shoes and I, and I, and I know the, the shoes that uh, I grew up in, maybe it was such a shock surprise for me, right? Like right. you, I guess it's, you know, you knew you were adopted at some point. And so potentially there's this family out there. Whereas for me, no, that, that wasn't even a possibility. 
you know, in my mind. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned in my previous uh, episode is that, that I follow the lead yeah. and, and it's kind of a funny story. I mean, I follow the lead about who my father was because from all records that I had, my biological father was black. Right. Now, people right. who know me, I'm not black, but you know, anything's possible. Sure. So I tracked that man down for 15 years. He was gone. He died in 1972, but I tracked that down for a long time and I kind of wanted to stay there with that, you know, so, keep that identity. I don't want to have to go through this yeah. search again. Right. Right. But, you know, now we're here and I, I'm glad I did. I, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad you did too. I'm really thankful am. to our uh, niece right. uh, that she did the test. And there's still people who are trying to become acclimated to, the, to this, that. for lack of a better term. I get it. Uh, it's a surprise for me. It wasn't. I, I've been. I've been. I've known about this for forty something years. Funny thing, Eric, is that uh, you know once I had the the first call with you and started to come to the realization that hey, this is not only likely but this is very probable that I have this half brother. The first thing you do in that situation is you start doing some math in your head, right? <laughs> so I knew how long my parents had been married, yeah. and so the mathematics in my head are okay. Well, was my new brother here? conceived after they were married. And so that was a little nerve wracking there for, for a minute. You know, of course, from your point of view, you don't want to, you don't want to see your mom upset in any way. No, absolutely. And not. we do not share the same biological mother. That's right. fact. So, yeah. so that was, that was a, you know, a little nerve wracking and still is a little delicate uh, right now. You know, I have all the respect in the world for my mom and uh, we've had some conversations. I, I just think it's going to take more time. I don't think anybody in this situation should expect that. Yeah. I don't think they do. A lot of on my end is, is just answers to who I am or who I come from. Right. Uh, I've learned a lot about the family trees. I, I will say this, it branches off quite a bit. Yeah. There's a lot of branches to that, to that tree, but it's interesting. Uh, going back as far as six, you know, 1700 of your family, right? Of, of that side of the family. Yeah. Our family. Yeah. Right. Our family. Absolutely. <laughs> so I like digging deep into that. Now, I'm, um, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to learning more about that. Um, you know, one of the things that that was instantly enjoyable for me was the fact that you had done this research that yeah. I never had. And in fact, my dad's bio or our dad's biological parents, he was really quiet about. It. He's kind of a quiet, quiet guy about, you know, about situations like that or stories that where he wasn't really close to a family member, not really exposing that to me because uh, he himself is adopted, mm -hmm. which to me was an amazing redemption story that could kind of come out of this that uh, uh, I hope he's able to uh, see and appreciate someday. Um, but Eric knew a lot more about, about, uh, you know, I guess my bio biological grandparents than, than I did. Next step, I think before we get this, this guy out of the state of Arkansas will be to, to stop by and get oh, me an ancestry yeah. test and we'll absolutely. see what I can, can find out of that. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be fun. Now it's not going to be that we're not half brothers anymore because it's, there's no, <laughs> there's no other mathematical, there's no mathematical possibility of any other avenue. Yeah. Hundred percent. You, you have a sister, and I know I'm not. I mean, I am related to her, but I know she. Yeah, yeah. So it's not from that side of the family. Yeah, hundred so. uh, percent. To me, it's be just for the the fun of doing it myself. And you know, you could help me explore. I guess absolutely uh, how to use the entire yeah, genealogy uh, website. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 some cool stuff, and and I think it's I mentioned in the first episode is that it's uh, uh, something that unlocks those skeletons, like you said. Right. It exposes some secrets, but uh, I think they should be exposed. I mean, people should know who 
they belong to you out there. So I love it. Anyway, welcome aboard, brother. Thank and, you. Uh, and or by the way, our daughters are like so similar. So similar. They, so similar. I enjoyed that as much as anything this week yeah. is seeing uh, seeing our daughters uh, meet and talk and see the similarities between uh, yeah. uh, Emma and Olivia. I think that's awesome. All right, thanks. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on the Spokane show. And uh, hopefully I'll join you soon. Yes, you will. Again.